Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to another episode. It is another weekly roundup. Uh, the topics we'll be going through today are the obviously Everton review. We're going to quickly have a chat about the uh, upcoming Leeds game, which I know is in two weeks and things can change obviously with transfers and stuff. So we'll probably go into a bit more depth into it closer to time with the next roundup. Um, obviously we've had a few new um, players sign new contracts couple of transfers that are you know probably bubbling away apparently if rumors are to be believed um and obviously a couple there on loan so got quite a few things to go through i'm joined by callum as always so starting with the everton game um what was your thoughts of the lineup a good lineup you know um we it was all speculation at the start if uh, or before you know if Coutinho would start um, and I think that was the only uh, the only one that you could think about. And uh, obviously, concert due to his his injury, but you know it was a, a brilliant lineup, um, one that should be the same going forward for you know near enough every match, and um, you know I had no problems with it at all. Uh, you probably look at the bench and think it was still a bit light, maybe, um, but you have to remember that you know you've got Nakamba out, and then. To play, is it two wingers on in uh, at Afcon? Yeah, with, uh, yeah, and we've lost um, El Ghazi. So uh, the bench is probably the the uh, not at its worst, but it's definitely weak uh, in my opinion, anyway. But the, the uh, impact in the last few games the subs have made has not been um, a problem for us. So no problems going into the into the um, first whistle. Yeah, exactly like you say. Is it was I was very happy with it. Even if we had everybody available, um, that would be my eleven um, to pick. You probably, you know, some people might switch Ings for Watkins, maybe. But other than that, I don't think anybody can argue that is the strongest team we've got available as of today with, with the the current crop. So as you said, yeah, that was the strongest um, we could uh, we could possibly line up. And obviously, Robin Olsen um, has signed. Um, which obviously we'll talk about in a bit as well. Um, but he he made the bench as well. So obviously he's gonna find game time very limited being behind Martinez, but at least he, you know, got got to where his uh got got to be on the substitute bench. Um the first half, I mean I thought I thought it was really good. I, I thought we was we was the best side by by some distance. Um I don't know what you thought, but but yeah, I mean, obviously there was some I thought it was very good. I thought it was quite hostile, I will say, towards Gerard and surprisingly Luca Dean, um, with how much he gave glowing reference to the Everton fans and how much he loved them and missed them and all that. He got proper and obviously he got belted in the face by a bottle, which was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, leading up to the goal, I thought we was on top. Yeah, um, I think the first half we definitely were um, slightly the, the better team. It was definitely a scrappy game, and um, it was quite open in some stages as well. Uh, you had uh, Louise free kick, um, which was the first chance of the game, which came in, uh, you know, before ten minutes. Then you had Buendia turning in and driving towards Pickford, but uh, you know we didn't. There was nothing major, really, um, just you know, until really the goal. Uh, you had Everton gaining corners, and um, you had the the digne the, the Luca Dean slip or miscontrol, which left a, a two on one for Everton, which they didn't take. Um, you know, Martinez yeah. swept up, and then you had the Watkins chance, uh, um, and then you had I, I think. Everton, it always seems like when we play Everton that it's a really cagey game, it's really aggressive and it's really like, you know, 
not back to the walls, but it's, it's always like a, um, well, you, if you don't put a foot in, then you're going to lose out. And, you know, there's 30,000 in the game, about eight, eight or nine yellow cards in the game. So you knew, just looking at the stats alone, you knew what type of game it was. Um, then just before the goal, you know, Mings gives away a poor corner. Um, you have the Watkins chance, which was saved, but offside. Um, the the reason that Villa score is that Ramsey makes the run, gets brought down by Gomez, um, who gets a yellow card. Uh, we get a corner from the free kick, which was um, headed over by Coutinho and uh, palmed yeah. over by uh, Pickford. And then uh, Luca Dean with a lovely cross in and Buendia. Loops a header, which gets a fingertip from Pickford and probably takes over Andros Townsend's head as well on the line. So, um, you know, we got a bit lucky there. And it's, again, our, our smallest player on the pitch scores uh, with a header. And it's not for the first time this season. So, I think we're now the second, the joint second for the most set-piece goals this season so far. And that's probably... We've probably scored. Well, I don't know. Actually, we, I was going to say we've probably scored more set piece goals since Gerard's been here than when Smith was here. Um, but and then yeah, you know, the players go celebrate, and then a, a bottle's thrown, and then hit Cash and Dean, which isn't isn't great to see. And it, at least uh, you know the 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 Everton and. Um, the police have already made arrests already, and um, hopefully that, that that will be taken care of because uh, it shouldn't happen anywhere. And to say it was a former player who spent a lot of time at Everton, you know, it's it's just not worth it, is it? No, and like you say, just on the the bottle incident, it, it, it it's just going to get to a point because it's happened a few times now over over the last few weeks where it's just going to end up being behind closed doors or. You know, just things like that. And people lose out through a few... And I don't get why you do, because you're going to get found out. Because the way the world is nowadays with CCTV and stuff, they can pick you out from a mile away. And you're going to get a lifetime ban. And I don't understand why you do it. It just, it doesn't make sense. I, I don't know, even if it was a fierce rivalry, Villa versus Blues, uh, like obviously the guy run on a hit Grealish all those years ago and whatever. But you, you're going to get a lifetime ban and... Regardless of what you think of the people on the pitch, it's it's supposed to be the thing you love, you know, right up there with with anything that you love in the world. To me, Villa is, and I'd hate to lose that ability to go to a game by being stupid. So, hopefully, he gets what's coming to him or she, um, whoever it is, um, because it's just embarrassing and it just gives Everton a bad name more, you know, more so than anything. Um, but as you said earlier on, it was a scrappy game. It was a proper Duncan Ferguson style game where it was, you know, a couple of shirts got Rams had his shirt ripped, Dean had his shirt ripped. Um, but the middle of the part was so important for us. And I just think we edged it to be fair, because I thought our midfield was so much better. I do think it changed when they made the change and Alan come on. Um, I thought yeah. that's when it changed in the uh, that that's mm -hmm. when the tide turned. Um, but yeah, as you said with a Buendia goal, he loves an header. To say how small he is, he absolutely loves the header, and it was a great goal. Um, and you can't take away from it. I mean, obviously, the one thing I will say in that first half is there was a kind of penalty decision. Um, there was definitely a free kick one that was on the edge of the box that wasn't given, and he was right by it. I thought that was one. Um, and then there was the penalty decision where Pickford took out Watkins, but to be fair, the ball was pretty much... Ball was know, gone. Yeah, ball was gone. So um, I just wanted to touch on that. But going into second half, um, I thought the second half was a completely different game. I thought it was all Everton, in my opinion. Like you said, when, when I said... Um, when Alan come on and changed the game, um, it just kind of shows how important that extra man in the midfield is. And obviously something hopefully we can rectify this window. But yeah, I, I'm, for as much as credit that we got for holding out those scrappy games, if they if Everton could finish, I don't think we'd have took three points. Um, but yeah, what do you think about the second half? Yeah, I think I've only got two major things that we did in the second half compared to like Everton with like 10 things. Um, yeah. Watkins straight away from half time. Uh, you know, I think he goes to the byline and puts the ball in, and unfortunately, there's no one there. 
uh, yeah. on the end of it. And you had Ramsey who won a free kick uh, in a dangerous position. I think that's the one you were talking about. And then Coutinho put it over. Um, but then, then it's just like continuous. Cash makes a, a great block. Um, Mings gets it off the line. Everton make all their subs by the 63rd minute, 65th minute. Um, Calvert Lewin missed the chance, probably helped how Conser missed it, you know, but he probably didn't mean to miss it. Um, Mina went close with a header. Then Martinez was booked with just over 20 minutes to go for time wasting. Um, and it was just literally corner after corner. Um, and then Mings was booked for some reason. We made subs. Um, and then there, there was nothing nothing else then, apart from Everton having a corner just that, um, after the the five minutes had been up, but nothing came of it. So, like you said, there, there was big chances for Everton in, in the second half, and it definitely changed when Allen came on, and um, probably when Gordon came on as well. I thought he was Townsend, good. He was. I thought Townsend and Gray were poor, um, but you know, I think they would have got you know the hairdryer treatment at halftime, and they'd have got you know bollocked for their first half performance because it's not what. Um, they're you know they're all about when it's under under him um, and he, they he expects a response. So yeah, he, he, um, it was it was just about being resolute, not being able to concede bodies on the line, um, men behind the ball, and just to, just to stop the, the the ball or you know stop get them getting into the box as best as possible. And I think we did that and. Um, you know, I suppose it wouldn't have been. I suppose we, we wouldn't have played like that if it if it wasn't one nil. So that the the goal came at a perfect time, just just on the stroke of half time, and um, yeah, you know, it it just showed. And again, it shows how much we we needed Mings in in that game. And I know there's a lot of people who still don't rate him or you know don't put him on a pedestal. But I just I just don't think if he was in the team. Would have won that, um, yeah. Colossal man mountain, and it, there was probably one or two mistakes. And it's like if Mings makes a mistake, it's highlighted so much. But then if it's another player, it isn't. It's just like for some reason, some fans' scapegoat is Mings, and it's just there's no point. Yeah, that's the thing because as you said, is um, he, he, without Mings, we lose that, in my opinion. Um, I know he made some mistakes and he does get that. The occasion gets to him at times. You know, we can we can all admit that. But he was colossus for, for then. Like I said, there was some... It was a proper brute battle game. And, you know, Coutinho, I, I reckon he felt it because every time I saw him on the ball, he was on the floor. Um, they just completely nullified him completely. And it was, it was called upon for the, you know, the bigger brutal guys and I just think that that game kind of showed you when Everton brought on Allen which is like something that we kind of need how much you can turn the tide and like I say if they could finish I think we we wouldn't have won we wouldn't have won that I don't I mean arguing might have took a point but you know we 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 definitely need something of that someone like that in our team got you know for before the Leeds game um, but I will say the best thing about the second half was just Gerard giving banter to the Everton fans, you know, doing his old bob and his tongue out and then just smiling at him and all that. So that is probably the highlight of the second half. But other than that, like you said, that there wasn't really much to, to take away from it. But regardless, I would have took a 93rd minute winner to get three points because it was for how good we've been playing. The points haven't been on the board and points mean prizes. So it's kind of... Um, it's kind of good to get the three points and, you know, and especially get a clean sheet as well. Cause you know, we've been, you know, as much as we've been scoring, been conceding. Um, any positive and negative you can take from the game? Because for me, the, the negative without being too negative about it was just, the it's just not working again up front. I thought Watkins was very poor. Um, I've always said that with Watkins, even when he doesn't score, he contributes to the team with his pressing and his, you know, his tracking back and, but he just, 
wasn't there at all. Um, so I'd probably start Ings over him. And from a positive point of view is it's a clean sheet and we defended really well, I thought. I mean, to say like that, Richarlison come back, Calvert-Lewin, okay, there'll probably be Russ there. Um, but I thought we defended really well. Yeah, you know, the positives are um, the, the defensive side of things, um, the robustness of us, uh, you know, the willing to battle and, and you know, the things like that. Uh, negative is probably how much the game turned in the second half. You know, we, we had, I don't know if it's us allowing them to do that and we knew that they'd do that. So we changed our game a bit. Um and possibly, you know, chances created. And I think actually from, it's funny to say, you know, we scored from a set piece, but I still think some of the set pieces that we had, you know, some of the free kicks and that were quite poor. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think any of the free kicks hit the target. Uh, you know, Luis's and Coutinho's went over. Um, so, you know, there's always always areas to prove. And there's never a perfect performance. Um uh, I think sometimes the, the, the silliness of yellow cards can be a problem, especially, you know, when people are going to get um, suspended for it. Like, Ings's yellow card was just stupid. Um, I can understand it's like 93rd minute, but, you know, still. Uh, I still don't get what Ming's got booked for because um, I don't think it was him that made the tackle unless he was being arsy with the ref or, you know, answering to the ref. I don't know. Um so there's that, but in you know you can't be too negative from a from a win, um, and this this squad's only going to get stronger as well. So you know we, we're in a good well we we kind of needed that as well because was it a, a win it winless in four was it before this yeah game? if it if it yeah I mean yeah I think the last one was Norwich, and then we've had obviously Man United in the FA Cup as well. Wow. Um, Brentford, obviously, that was a big E to lose to. So yeah, there's been it's been a few weeks, yeah, yeah. So it's like say, yeah, it's good so, to get it. You know, it's going to put us in in confidence for the next uh, few games, and also uh, claret on claret as well. Claret, claret, claret. You know, the shirt, shorts, and socks. It's just, I think that's a, it's a brilliant combination. <laughs> uh, going into player ratings, uh, can I have your back five, please? Um, Martinez. I will give. I'll give Martinez a seven. Um, Luke Dean uh, an eight. Uh, Conso a seven. Mings an eight, and Cash. Ooh, uh, a seven. Yeah, spot on. Same as me. Yeah, exactly the same. Uh, McGinn, Louise, and Ramsey. Um, McGinn. Will be an eight because we don't do point fives. Uh, Ramsey an eight and Louise a seven. I'm gonna go seven for McGinn, seven for Louise. Actually, six for Louise. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be a bit harsh. Uh, six for Louise and then eight for Ramsey. I just thought I forgot Louise was playing. I'm not gonna lie, apart from that free kick that nearly dipped. Um, that was pretty much all I can remember him doing. Um, oh, and there was one challenge, I believe, when he was running, uh, Everton players on the left ran into the box and he blocked it and he celebrated like he just scored. So I do, I do quite like that kind of passion, but yeah, yeah, I didn't think he was great. And like I said, if they had a better, uh, if they, if they could finish, I think there'd have been a lot of questions asked about him being in that defensive midfield role, um, because he's just, he's just not. Uh, front three. Buendia, Watkins and Coutinho? Uh, Coutinho, I mean, you're probably looking at a, a six. Very quiet game, but then I think that's due to Everton's part. Um, it, it's not a game that he it suits him as well, you know, a cagey, scrappy game. Yeah. He likes to have space and, and then things like that. Um, then Buendia would be... I mean, it's probably gonna to have to be nine, because yeah. he he was he he seems to be getting better every every game, and then uh, I'll give Watkins a seven for because I I didn't I didn't think he played um, 
I think he played all right actually. Um, and it was definitely the right call to start him in innings. I think. I believe it was the right decision at the beginning, um, but for Leeds, I'm probably going to go Ings. Um, but um, for this, Coutinho gave a five. He's not fully fit. They said, they kept saying on commentary about how Gerard said he's going to get 60, 70 minute runs and then he's going to come off and pretty much happened. Um, so, yeah, so he's still not fully fit. And like you said, Everton did put two men on him and he just marked at the game. Watkins, I gave a five. I thought he was poor. Just there was nothing for me to rave about. And Buendia, man of the match, nine. It was incredible. So many times he could have gone down as well. Saying he's only, you know, he's not that big. And he stayed on his feet and scrapped through. And some of his running was sensational, to be fair. Um, and the substitutes, please. Courtney Howes, Danny Ings and Carney Chocolamaker. Um, I mean, House wasn't on the pit. I didn't, well, no, he had a touch of the ball, did he? Um, so I won't give him anything. Uh, Chuck will make a six, and then I'll give Ings a four. Why not? Um, yeah, Danny Ings, yeah, a four, nothing. Chuck, Chuck will make, I gave a five. He was okay. Um, and Courtney House, yeah, it's a bit hard to give a rating, so I'll just give him a five just because it's middle of the road. Um, Swiftly moving on, obviously we've got leads coming up. Obviously we're going to do a proper preview going in, in, in the next weekly roundup. Um, but it's just to touch on them quickly. Um, How do you think it's going to go? Because obviously they've... They lost to Newcastle, which obviously I, I didn't want to happen. Um, for the one week of the year that I well this season that I will back Leeds is against Newcastle, as I will everybody else. Um, but it's yeah, it's they're having a bit of a a rough season <laughs> to say how much people's raving about Bielsa being uh, the next big thing and all this sort of stuff. Then they haven't been that good, so I think it's I think it's in our favour. What do you think? They are massively there for the taking. Um, you know, you look at recent fixtures, they, you know, they kind of had what we had with United and they had West Ham back to back, lost in the FA Cup, but then beat them in the in the Premier League. Um, but I think that's because of Jack Harrison hat trick and his like first hat trick in his career and his first goal for Leeds in about a year as well. So, yeah, it's a proper El Ghazi. Right? <laughs> um, you know, look, at, you look at some of the other um, results recently. So you, they can beat the teams around them, like Burnley. Um, but then they lost 4-1 to Arsenal, got battered away at the Etihad 7-0, and then gave Chelsea a good game for 3-2. Uh, drew to Brentford, beat Palace, drew to Brighton. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be a funny one, really. But obviously, they're, they're missing quite a few players. You know, they're missing probably one of the best defenders, um, their left back at the moment, Kevin Phillips, probably their best centre midfielder, and probably, um, well, hopefully they're going to be missing Bamford as well um, for that game. So you know, it could it could be good for us, and by that point we could have uh, Triore back and possibly Trezeguet back. Um, and Bailey. Oh yeah, and Bailey back. So. It, the uh, it should be in our favour um, going into that game, really. Yeah, I agree. Like I say, if we can keep, obviously, it depends who comes back, who we sign, who they sign. You know, it can go anyway, which is why I don't really want to go too much into it. But it's just obviously being the next game. Um, just thought we'd quickly touch on it. But you know, we, I, I think if I'm just going to have a prediction right now with the squad we've got available and the squad they've got, I think we're going to have a big win. I think it's going to be three 0 What about yourself? Um, I mean, I'd love it to be 3-0, but uh, I don't think it's been that big of a scoring game as it in no. recent years, apart from when we've been on the wrong side of it. You know, I, I, was it 3-0 at our place? Yeah, was it? it was. It was when we did that, we beat Liverpool, beat Leicester, beat Sheffield United, and then we'd get smashed by Leeds. And it was right. horrific. <laughs> the next few games, I think the next five are, are, are winnable. Yes, they are. Yeah, because they're, it's... they're against teams either just below us or in and, in and around us. Um, but yeah, you know, going back to the you know re, the the score prediction, the last time we played them, we beat them at their place one nil, uh, and then it was 
yeah, that three nil at, at home. Um, so uh, I'll go two nil, two nil Villa. Fair enough. Um, moving on again um, into the next topic is uh, contract extensions, which is positive. Um, obviously, two. Um, two that we made obviously one was a big shock which took me by surprise and obviously one was that's been you know touted for a while um and that's obviously Courtney House has extended his I know we had an option um but he's, he's extended past that so just a quick summary on what you think about that because you know I, I, I think it makes sense to keep him rather than let him go on a free from a business point of view and secondly obviously He's not. I think he must realise he he is second fiddle or third fiddle, um. If you want to put it uh, in in the rankings of where you put him, he is our third number third choice now. Unless we sign somebody this window, then you know could arguably say he gets pushed down again to fourth. So he must have been told that. So if he's happy with that, then fair enough. He's not the best. He's not the worst. You know. But what, what do you think about Courtney House renewing? Um. Obviously, it's a position that we're quite light in for the moment. It's nice to time down. Uh, it's just in my, uh, you, my, you know, my feelings towards him. I don't, I don't think he's the, the greatest player, but then no. I think it's someone that you always need. You know, you need a squad player, someone who can drop in. You know, like every what one game in ten, and you know he performs. And I think Gerard said that you know he was he's been happy with training. He's been happy with the. Um, you know the handover of the staff. He's um, he's been performing in training. He keeps pushing, and I think he's got a good relationship off the pitch with you know the likes of Tyrone and Ez. So um, I think that helps uh, that kind of environment um, for him to stay. And I think he said as well. You know, ever since he signed for us on loan, he knows this, this has been in his this is his home. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, so that, that that shows how high he puts. Uh, us as a club, um, and he and you know I think the fans do like him, uh, especially as you know him being a squad player, and you know he kind of accepts that. But Gerard says that the, you know every player's got a plan, and so has Courtney. So it'll be interesting to see what his plan is. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it, it's good to have him tied down. Definitely, I think that makes him more valuable as well as anyone wants to come in for him. Um, and also there was rumours about him going, so they, that puts them away as as well. So Yeah, and the other thing about that is as well, is just on him before we move to the next guy, is obviously Twan Zabi was there. Everyone thought Courtney would be number four, probably be going, get Twan Zabi better permanent, and it's just completely, you know, role reversed. Um, so, yeah, fair play to uh, Courtney Owens on that. And obviously the, the shocking one um, was Martinez renewing. Obviously... For years, a world-class keeper. I'm not even going to beat round on that one. Um, I always thought that he'd be here another... I reckon not this summer, coming up the summer after. I could probably see him going, in my opinion, because I thought like a big club had come in for him, you know, with an ageing uh, goalkeeper somewhere. And to say he's staying for five and a half years now, well, that's how long his contract is. That is massive. Um, he is the best keeper in my lifetime. My first keeper was Bosnich, and I love the man. But he is officially above him now. Um, and I could not be happier with him signing. So, what would you know on Martinez? What would you think about that? It literally just came out of nowhere, didn't it? <laughs> literally, um, it's a massive, massive for us. Um, I think he he really uh, knows that this club, or uh, you know, where it's going, and um, he he likes the atmosphere, and you know, I think he knows he's made the right choice. In leaving Arsenal, it's um, it, it's massive for us um, to tie him down. Twenty twenty seven, so that's five years, um, and a five year, ex five and a half year extension to his current deal. Um, it's always something that we're going to have to do, tie players down. Um, you know that obviously that means the wages are going to go up. But I've said that I've said this in a pre previous podcast that to improve. Going forward, you have to expect the wages to go up, and you have to expect to pay the kind of the big bucks to be able to move forward. Um, so, it, it's it's yeah. fantastic for us. 
Um, five another five years that makes him 30, 34. So you could possibly say by then you may be thinking that he'd been turning number two if he's if he can. But if he can keep performances up for another five years, then you know we'll definitely be happy with that. And um, yeah, you, you, like you said, he's probably been the best goalkeeper so far, um, and has been the best goalkeeper for for a long time. Um, you, you know, uh, you, you probably can't even. Say what? See what player comes closer closer to him, um, or, or how long ago it has been. You know, when you think about the fifteen clean sheets um, in a season from Brad Friedel, that's prob- probably that season has probably been the best time we've had a goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, for us to to nail down a goalkeeper like him, the qualities that he's got, uh, I think he's a, a real main stay in the dressing room. Uh, and we're definitely building something good, um, keeping all these players here. And, you know, Gerard's got the vision and um, hopefully sooner rather than later, European, um, we're, in, we're, well, we're in Europe and, um, you know, we can keep on going and keep on uh, pushing this squad and the club back to where we all know where it should be and where where it will be. So it, it's only it's only a good thing and, and to, to for it to come out of nowhere you know no links no sorry no leaks and um just nothing said beforehand it was just it, it makes it better yeah like you said about um as you said about him um normally you're fine with him being south american you probably find him go back to south america and play in argentina if he's if it's as close to the nation as pretty much all the other, so you know, like you say, when the Brazilian and stuff that they always seem to go back, or like you say, if he can pull a buff on and be here till he's fifty-eight and be as good, then great, no problems. Covered that position for a while. Um, before we move on to the next topic, obviously there was a um, well, as Villa fans, we do love a John Percy tweet, and he has tweeted out about that McGinn's being offered a contract now. So you're probably going to assume that's after the United links. Um, I know he's got two and a half left, same as, uh, well, sorry, uh, which is a little bit more than Louise and Chukamaker, who's both got 18 months. So you would probably assume with us moving to McGinn um, that the contract's on the table for Chuck and Louise and he arguably probably say that they're not going to sign it. Um, if that's the case, then, you know, we might as well sell in the summer. So no point letting them go for freeze. But if McGinn, we can get him tied down, that'll be another huge, um, huge signature with the lot, you know, with apparently United sniffing about. Um, well, two topics left. Um, oh, sorry, three topics left. Uh, before we move into the loans, just um, want to talk about just some transfer rumours that have been flying about, to, especially today. Um, obviously, everyone knows that we're short, and we saw the Perzo interview about a couple of things to be done. Um, obviously, we've signed Robin Olsen from uh, Roma on loan. Uh, that's been confirmed. And obviously, met the bench, as I said earlier, for the Everton game. Um, any thoughts on him? Because I'm not going to lie. Literally, all I saw about Robin Olsen was he was on loan at Sheffield United. He was, wasn't was very good by all accounts. And he got dropped from being their number one. And I'm sure he didn't even met the bench. And then he got um, obviously returned to Roma, where we took him on as a number two. So, is there any thoughts on him? Um, no, some no. a player that I didn't want. Uh, I thought we could get by this season without bringing a goalkeeper in, but it just shows um, Gerard's mentality. Like no one's position is safe. So um, yeah, you know, get your head down, work on the training pitch, and um, if you do that, then you're going to get picked. So that's the only good thing about it, but. I just think it's a waste of wages. Yeah, I think it's a waste of a loan, if I'm honest. You know, with limited loan, I think we could do better. One quick question on him before we move. Does he get any minutes this season? Uh, quite possibly no, because we're at the FA Cup. And I don't... What, are we in the Carabao Cup still? Mm, I don't think so, no. I know, because Carabao Cup's first, isn't it? Yeah, Carabao's first um, and then the FA's. Does he get year. any does he get any minutes this season? Um, I said I think no. I don't think he will. Hang on. Hang on. Uh how many yellow cards is Martinez on? <laughs> because he loves so he's on three yellow cards, but that would have been 
rescinded now, wasn't it? Because it's past halfway. No. Um, no, he won't get any. I, I hope he doesn't get any minutes anyway. Um, on to the next one. Um, like I said, we've been linked to a few centre backs, defensive midfielders. The centre back we've been linked two um was James Tarkovsky, which is quite weird because it's somebody I mentioned. Um with them apparently needing he's a free transfer in the summer. Apparently might wait to, you know, go and get more wages and move now. But you know, he's been linked to him. And obviously the Percy one, um, which come out today, which is a, a recording on Sunday, is um, and I'll quote it, um, and it says Lou Suarez has provided Stephen Gerald with a glowing reference on uh, the target, Rodrigo, I'm going to try it. It's Bentecure, Pentecure, Bentecure? Uh, Rodrigo Bentega. Ben, okay, you'll go with that. Uh, the defensive midfielder and Uruguay international, now number one choice at uh, DCM after a Villa's £25 million bid for Basuma rejected by Brighton. Talks to continue this week. So it sounds like Basuma's off the table. He's on the table. I'm not going to sit and say I know a lot about him. Um but by all accounts, he's very good. Played a lot of games for Juventus, which, you know, is a decent... You've got to be half decent to play them. But obviously, they signed Locatelli. Um, just so, obviously, that's his position. And let's be honest, Locatelli is world-class. So, he's um, he's up for sale. And apparently, we want him and Suarez has pushed him in our direction. So, yeah, I mean, if you know anything about him more than I do, because I'm not going to sit and say I know everything, but I've seen some stats compared to Louise, and he pretty much blows Louise out of the water. Uh, he is a big guy. He can make it, you know, he's decent, he's passing, you know, he's very good at, you know, shall we say, not losing the ball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about him? Uh, I think he's a quality player. Um, Juventus brought him in from... Argentina a few seasons ago. He's um, bundled up 180 appearances for Juventus in uh, all competitions, including the Champions League, where he's played in um, five times this season. So, you know, he's definitely in and around the team of Juventus, which is surprising how to see that he is uh, linked. Yeah. I'm seeing that, you know, £60 million, apparently, you know, or €20 million Euros or something like that, um, which... Is seems to be a steal, uh, but apparently Allegri said that they won't do any business in January, so maybe it might turn their heads because Juventus are wanting other players, and they'll obviously have to sell before they buy. Uh, so I, if we do get him in for sixty million, it will be an absolute steal. Um, apparently, a four and a half year deal is apparently ready for him. He he has apparently said before that. Uh, idols for him growing up was Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard so you know manager Steven Gerrard idol Steven Gerrard might help the player decide uh, I've always thought him to be a number eight uh, he does like to go forward likes to try and get a goal uh, or create but if he's been asked to play as a number six or a centre defensive midfielder he can do that but he's only played 50 games in that position compared to like 160 games in centre midfield. So, um, you know, I think for Argentina, he's the centre midfielder. So there is that. I mean, he can play there, yes, but, you know, majority of his time is a centre midfielder. Um, but I suppose it's near enough all the same, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be a quality deal. Six foot two guy. Big man in midfield, so you'd hopefully think that you know he'd be able to win some headers. But I've also seen that we we're linked to a Marseille midfielder, is it Kamara? Kamara, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen that, um, coming around today. But then again, you see people saying about uh, Glenn Kamara as well, you know, the <laughs> one from, from Rangers. Um, but this Buka Kamara, I don't know how old he is, but he looks young, but you know, we'd definitely like to have not sell on um, value, but, you know, have someone in for long jeopardy. And like you said, you know, Suarez apparently given a glowing reference for Villa. I don't know. I still don't know if I'm, I'm in this position again, where I'm not sure if I want the player, because it sounds like we're just signing a name. Um, and he's what, 36 now? I and mean, Suarez, you're on a base. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I thought I guess the other lads not, but yeah. If I'm honest, I from what I saw from Suarez was Atletico won't let him go, and he's a free in the summer, so he's probably someone that's going to get. And I, I getting this if he's kind of give a glow reference, or he's working as a scout uh, for us now, which ain't too bad of a scout. Bit of a <laughs> football manager move that. Um, um, and if he. If it entices him to come in the summer by signing somebody who will improve us anyways in a position, well, he'll take Louise's position because I I don't think Louise is all that, to be honest. I every time I see him, people say, oh, he's not a six, he's an eight. And when he plays as an eight, he's not very good. So he gets pushed back to a six and he's not very good. I'm not going to say he's bad and he's still got time to improve. But yeah, I think his position's probably the one up for debate. McGinn's not going to get dropped. Ramsey's, you know, pulling up trees at the moment. We play three midfielders. So the only position that you could possibly take is Louise's. That's why if he does come in, I think he takes Louise's position. I think that's Louise pretty much going, in my opinion, um, if he does come in. Um, but the, only, what... the only problem I had with it, with um, Ben Tager, is uh, where does that leave Chukwameka? You know, he's, I think he's going, in my opinion. He's getting a few minutes here and there. Uh, I think, obviously, Gerard is trying to sway him to to keep him obviously like you would um but if Gerard knows that he's going to go then it's preparing for him to be not here with us so you know there is that um but if Chukwameka does decide to, but then again are you, are you going to say oh we're going to we're bringing in so many good players you know give us another season and we'll get if we get Europe then you can stay and stuff like that. And blah, blah, blah. So I, I think if Chukamaker does stay or if he's on about it, I think he 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 I think he'll be around the Buendia Coutinho. I don't think I don't I I I'd like to see him a bit more further forward. So I wouldn't mind him being back up or rotating with Ben because we don't play wingers. We we play two tens, don't we really? Yeah. Uh, so arguably he's going to be a number 10 because I don't see him as a six. And I don't see him. He, I mean, he could be an eight if you want to put him as an eight. Um, but, you know, I, I just think if we do sign, um, if we do sign uh, Bentecure, whatever his name is, um, then I think that kind of says that that's, that's where Louise is going to go. So even if, even if Louise goes and he comes in, then we're still in the same position that we were with Chukamaker and Louise. So, but in my opinion, I think Louise and Chukamaker are both going to go. I think they would have signed by now. That's that's my honest opinion. Um, but like you said, the Kamara guy, um, I'm all over that. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. I know that one. <laughs> I know him. He could play as a centre-half, which is interesting, as well as a, a, a defensive midfielder. And like you said, the Juventus guy is more of a, a six and an eight rather than being you know, a traditional four and six. So... Uh, makes sense to sign both, but in my opinion, I think Kamara is above us in the terms that he's going to go to a top elite club this summer. In my opinion, I could see I him going to like a PSG or something. Yeah, PSG, Man United, something like that. He's he's young and he's gonna he's he's yeah he's very very good. Um, yeah, he's, he's twenty twenty two. Yeah, he's he's gonna be. That that'll be a huge coup. I mean, if we could get Kamara and the Ventus guy, I think it'd probably still cost less than just signing Basuma. Um, just because the fees you pay for French players bar you're not asking for a lot, are you? <laughs> not at all. Not at all, no. The only but... good thing about that Kamara is he's tra- his contract ends this season. Yeah. Which is why he's gonna if you you see it a lot nowadays where personally if I was in their shoes, I'd rather get my club the money now and then, you know, but they don't. They seem to get, listen to their agent, no, no, just go on a free, you'll get a big signing on fee, you'll get bigger wages because there's no fee. Do you know what I mean? And then it ends up screwing over the club that's brought you through and I, I don't like that, but I think we'll see that with Tarkovsky, I think we'll see that with Kamara, where they'll refuse the move. And like Basuma, I think he's down to 18 months, so which is why which is the same as Chukamaker and Louise, which is why I'd rather cash in in the summer on Chukamaker and Louise if they're not going to sign, rather than let them go for free. I don't I don't get why you do that for 12 months. It it, it just never works in our favour. So, Just on uh, the, the Tukoski thing, I think uh, he's going to go to Newcastle. Just um, those links to him early in, the, in January. So I think... Um, 
I think he'll be off to Newcastle. Do you? Yeah. I hope not. I'd I'd love him for us, but if we can get Kamara, then I don't care to be honest. But like I say, I don't think we will. So I'm still going for Tarkovsky. And like I say, if he's a free in the summer, Burnley need the money. They've pretty much made it clear because there's a lot of talk about like players missing wages and stuff. I saw in the media, which is sad to see. Um, obviously, I'm not going to sit and say we should go and offer like two million. But I reckon if you can offer ten to fifteen, I know it's probably worth more keeping him and trying to stay up. But if you're selling Chris Woods, I know they took them for a ride for getting 25 million. But, you know, staying up is still worth more than 25 million. Um, and I know they've got uh, Rodriguez up front. But, yeah, you think they would, if they was concerned about staying up more than anything, they would have probably turned down the 25. Oh, they couldn't, could they? Because it was a release clause. Sorry, I'm waffling. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, so ignore that bit. Um, but, yeah, like I say, they, they got 25 million. But even with the 25 million, they're still not really linked to signing anybody. Um Andy Carroll. Yeah, which is, what, in the championship now? And they didn't get Reading. Yeah, he's at Reading. And them looking at bringing him in. Um, yeah, so that kind of says that they probably would cash in for the right price. Um, I can't... That was it. I don't think we've been linked to anybody else other than... No, um, that's it for transfers for yeah, me. Yeah, that's it for transfers as well. Um couple of loans gone out. I don't think we spoke about Ken and Davis last time, but I know Davis has gone out and uh, Biddence has gone out as well. So good luck to those. Um, anything you want to add on either of those? Um, well, with me living in the, well, in between Nottingham and Derby, I have either family members or, or friends who are Forest fans. And they say that Davis is a, very good hold up player and he and he works he's work he works hard but at the moment he just hasn't got an um anything to show for it right now as in he's got no goals or assists but they said to me that'll that'll come um and it and it's actually helping Forrest out a lot when it comes to um different tactics that they're using. So um that's always a good thing to hear, I suppose. And then um Bidince, I think he nearly he nearly scored for Stoke at the weekend um, against Fulham, his his chance got deflected onto the post. So um, and he, but he even he only got I think it was five minutes plus added time. So not a lot, but um, it, it's something. And he's getting Championship football, hopefully week in and week out. Um, so there is that. So hopefully they they get crack on and uh, do well. Yeah, exactly. Like I say, it's all about minutes. It's all about. Um, just improving and getting better, but it's, you know, like I say, it's Keenan Davis pretty much uh, the you know what you people you've spoke to saying exactly what every Villa fan says about him. Good old up play, but not much else. Um, but it's like I say, I'm very interested in what he can do because you know by all accounts he was doing really well in training, doing very well. Um, so hopefully he kicks on, gets gets quite a few, and then comes back. But like I say, because we don't really play wingers, we only play number 10s, it's going to be interesting what's going to happen this window and obviously the summer with the likes of Biddings, whether he's going to convert him or he's just going to have wingers for the odd occasion or, you know, if he's going to change formations from time to time. Bailey's obviously a winger as well. Traore, which I know he can play as a number nine. Oh, Cameron Archer's has obviously been talked about getting it on loan as well. Um, to was it Preston? Preston. Yeah. Um, Nothing as of yet, though. No, no, but yeah, hopefully he does go there and he and he does bet does well, you know, because a couple of the loans seem to have gone one way or the other. Seem to either like Louis Barry just not work, even though we was all kind of like making it switch our second team just to see how he does, or you know, Kessler goes out there and smashes it. So it's really hit and miss at the minute with the loans. So. Hopefully, if he does go, he does get a lot of minutes because he does look like he's going to be a very good, good player. Um, just before we go, because like I say, we've rattled on for a while now, is I know you wanted to quickly mention the women's team. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've um, they've just managed to beat bottom of the table, uh, Leicester City, or was bottom of the table because now bottom of the table is Birmingham City. So um, there is that. Um, they've got 10 games left of their season and they're currently two points off their final tally total from last season. So, um, you know, the women are going in the right direction. 
Um, it's nice to see that that they are going in a, a good direction. It's probably going a bit slower than the men's, but that's probably fair to say um, yeah. about how the football uh, is with the women's compared to the men's. But, you know, they're currently ninth in the table. So that's um, fourth from bottom. It's basically mid-table with there being 12 teams. Um, so I, I just hope that they keep on going. Um, they keep on gaining internationals. Um, you know, it seems that like we've got a good youth set up. Um, a lot of a lot of the women's go into like England's under twenties and nineteens and uh, and below. So you know, it's just nice to see that they're slowly progressing up the league. And it, you know, it, it's it is hard in that league because you've got now you've got probably three teams this season going for the for the title, possibly even four with Chelsea, Man City, United, and Arsenal. So, uh, well, even even Spurs really, because they're all they're all six points off each other, and so is Reading actually. So that's surprising. Um, but you know, it, it's just nice, like I said, nice to see that they are kind of trundling along on a slow process, um, and just keep it up really, and and hopefully that they'll. I mean, with the ten games they've got left in the league, they could, you know, they've got Birmingham last game of the season. So hopefully that's a, a game we send them down. <laughs> it is possible right now as well. Well, nothing would be better, would he? No matter what league, who playing, whatever it is, if we can always send the Blues down, <laughs> always, you know, an added bonus to the season. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, like I say, it has kind of started becoming a Sunday thing to do these podcasts but you know there will be more I know we don't play for a while now which is obviously the Leeds one um, but we'll still be doing our usual weekly ones that we're doing now because um, just having a quick look at the the, the list, uh, the views and things they are flying through the roof compared to what we're used to so thank you to everybody that listens um, so yeah if there's any you know things you want us to talk about adding anything like that or don't like even if there's something you think do you know what could do without listening to that Please don't be shy and do message us because, like I say, it is, we are still learning as we go. Um, so thank you guys for listening, and I'm sure we'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Up the villa.